Welcome to Ladies Who Love Christ, where we love to encourage you to build intimacy with Christ. We'll bring you insights and teachings to help you grow in your walk with Jesus, ultimately becoming the strong, godly woman you were created to be. Here's Ashley Pope Todorova. Hi, ladies, and welcome to Ladies Who Love Christ. We are so excited to have you here today. Um, I'm interviewing a very special guest. I was excited for this. This is our 32nd episode, which is extremely hard to believe. Um, And we're just so glad to have you tuning in each week. We would love if you would share the show. After we air on Faith Talk every week, we are uploaded to all major podcast platforms. So download our podcast wherever you like to listen to Ladies Who Love Christ. And we can also be found on YouTube by searching Ladies Who Love Christ. So we're going to dive right in today because we have such wonderful ground to cover. Um, but I'm pleased to to welcome and I want to thank Johnny Christ. Um, we are interviewing Johnny Christ today. He's a conservative Republican candidate for Georgia House District 108. Um, and I thought, you know, I have some dear friends and mentors who are very close to Johnny. And I got to meet him at a dinner Um, And I just thought, what an awesome person to be able to interview specifically around this time. So uh, Johnny is married to his college sweetheart, Anne, and together they have been blessed with eight beautiful children and many, many grandchildren. So he's the former senior pastor and founder of Atlanta Vineyard Church, which I love. And he spent his uh, entire career, ladies, in pastoral ministry. Um, Johnny's love of people and community Uh, led him to get involved in Lilburn City Council, where he's also served as mayor for the last eight years. So you can see um, that Johnny has a lot of experience and he is um, running for Georgia House District 108. So I wanted to have him on. Welcome, Johnny. So glad you're here. It's a pleasure. I am uh, always eager to talk about the city in which I love and raised our family here and uh, absolutely want to serve it with all my heart. Well, you're you're certainly doing a good job. So I am um, thrilled to have you on. We are... Um, Uh, As you know, we're a ladies ministry that just loves to encourage women. And the reason specifically. Am I I qualified to talk to women? You are. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, who knows? We may have your beautiful wife on the show one day, too. Um, but the the reason, one of the big reasons that I asked you to come on the show today, um, and we're going to go into some great questions, is really, it's such a, um, a heated time. It's such a heated political environment. It's such a stressful, uh, I've been voting for a long time, and I don't ever remember really feeling the amount of stress that we've been feeling lately. So um, that's why I want to have you on. We're going to talk about your passion. We're going to talk about your faith, and we're going to talk about um, what what it is that you value and that you want to bring um, to office. So tell me a little bit about your passion and running for office, Johnny, and how did, how did it come about? Yeah, God seems to sneak up on us, doesn't he? And uh, I was just fat, dumb and happy being a pastor and, you know, got a doctorate in theology. And all I've ever known and studied for my entire life was to pastor a local church and in pastoring for 30 years and then planting 20 additional churches out of our church. I thought this is God's uh, total purpose for me. And we made a pretty big mistake. We purchased a historic home. (laughs) <laughs> right in the middle of a downtown area. And I've 
I prayed for our city, like every pastor, you know, be the light in your city. And as I was praying for it, people came and asked me if I could be a part of the uh, leadership of the city. And I said, you got to be kidding. I've never had a course in political science. I don't know anything. I'm a pastor guy. I've got all these kids. I'm restoring a home. I don't know anything about this. And they prevailed and they asked me if I would just run for city uh, city council. And I I paid a hundred bucks and signed my name and nobody ran against me. So suddenly I'm on the city council. And the moment that I got a, a swore in, I knew I had to be the mayor because in my studies of why churches grow, why churches don't grow, I was studying leadership and I thought, our city's not well run. So I jumped in to, and have been the mayor and uh, wow. for three, I've got elected unopposed for three terms and, and God kind of switched gears on me. Isn't that amazing how the, the Lord works like that? You're in one place and, and he has you in that place for a reason. He used all of that yeah. um, rich history in your heart for him. So that's exciting. That's a, that's pretty neat to see. Um, yeah. What are some of your core values, Johnny, and your beliefs? And more specifically, um, especially for our listeners today, how does your Christian faith influence these values? <laughs> <laughs> that's a heavy question. Well, you know, without Christ, I'm, I have nothing to offer. Uh, just right. what everybody. It, uh, so we were born in a Christian family. I bought my first car. It was a Christian car. I listened to Christian radio. I have a Christian house. I have Christian friends. Everything about my life is Christian. And I used to hold my hands up at the end of every service and say, now go and and be the uh, eyes and ears of Christ, be the arms of Christ in the world. And uh, I meant that out as a sincere value of a worldview that says Jesus at the center, the Bible's true, and we are disciples of Christ. Now let's go for it and make a difference, be the light in the world. And so as a Christian in the marketplace or in the uh, political realm, you know, I'm clearly pro-life. I'm clearly on the side of justice and and uh, hate human trafficking and want uh, police to, uh, the Bible, you know, calls us to be rendering and giving. And so all the, the basic Christian evangelical tenets of faith, faith I embrace. And it's just who I am. It's not what I believe. It's who I am at my very core. Yes, yes. Um, I, I love that. And, you know, that that's the big thing, too, that I'm seeing is and uh, in, in my message, what I'm trying to get across to people is, uh, especially now in this this environment that is so stressful and thick, um, just weeks out from the election that we as believers in Jesus Christ um, we have to firmly stand our ground on these issues, um, but we can also be very loving in our approach. And it's been interesting because I've been watching and I'm, I'm sometimes very, believe it or not, I'm sometimes very quiet and I just watch and I observe. Wait and a minute, I, who am I talking to now? Who's this quiet person? Do I, <laughs> did I yeah. not? Well, I'm not right now, but oh. I, I watch and, and I observe and I think, you know, there's such an opportunity in this environment to point people to Jesus. Um, 
And it's nice to see that he is using you in this place. So I remember specifically when we had dinner um, uh, with Deborah and Michael and your beautiful wife uh, and my husband, I remember talking to you about um, your involvement in the heartbeat bill. And I thought that was really powerful hearing the process and hearing the heart and so much of what went into this. Um, So talk to me a little bit about your stance, which this is a very um, big topic now, your stance on protecting life. Um, And also share a little bit about your role in um, trying to get, even though it didn't turn out the way we were praying for, trying to get that heartbeat bill to pass. Well, the heartbeat bill did pass the House and the Senate, and it's codified in the Georgia code, but there's now a lawsuit to prohibit the uh, government from actually enforcing it. Okay. So um, we have all these, uh, every state has dealt with some level of what are you going to do about abortion? How, what is the day in which you can no longer abort a living baby? And so some people have 20 weeks, some people have 24 weeks, some people have, or some states have 30 weeks. Uh, Georgia has always been a 24-week state. Mm -hmm. You cannot abort after 24 weeks. A couple of years ago, the House lowered it to 20 weeks. And so that was uh, a major kind of deal. But uh, when uh, the most pro-life governor we've ever had is in the governor's mansion today. His name is Brian Kemp. When Mm -hmm. Brian was elected in that a uh, big uh, uh, election. Stacey Abrams was his opponent. Uh, Brian got elected. He, a couple of our dear friends on uh, his campaign transition team, uh, they they were asked by the governor, "Will you give me a, a pro-life bill?" And so our team went back and uh, Ed Setzer authored a bill called the heartbeat bill, which means you cannot abort a baby after the physician detects a heartbeat, which lowers it from 20 weeks to about six weeks. A very interesting bill. So all last, uh, during the session last year, this was a hot topic. There are 190 members in the Georgia State House of Representatives. So you need half of that 190 members, that would 180 members. That would mean 90 members plus one, you need 91 votes to win any bill, to make any bill uh, law. Uh, the heartbeat bill got 92 wow. votes. I was there the night that it uh, passed. I cried, I was sitting in the balcony mm-hmm. or in the gallery. I started crying, it was such an emotional time. And during that time, I looked down on the floor, sitting, I was above looking down and I prayed this prayer. I just said, Lord, what seems to be happening on the floor down there right now is much more important than what I do as a mayor. I can do sidewalks and high grass and ordinances and yeah. barking dogs, but this is life and death. Right. So I raised my hand and I said, Lord, if you ever have need, here am I, send me. Little did I know within eight months, I was going to get a call and asked to run for this state house representative. And I was just so happy being mayor. I was the happiest mayor in the state of Georgia, if not the entire country. And God just rattled a a different kind of calling for us. And so with my wife's full buy-in, we're in this together. Uh, We're three weeks away from a pretty big election. I I absolutely love that. And it's interesting how he built on that, um, your pastoral ministry leading into the mayor, leading into this. And, you know, nothing is um, 
on accident with our father. Nothing is a mistake with our father. And I love that. So yeah. after the break, ladies, I'm going to ask Johnny a few more questions about um, the the topic of abortion. And I want to kind of stay there for a little bit. We are so glad to have you joining in. Maybe you're popping in and you didn't get to hear the beginning of the show. Um, we are on Faith Talk. We love Faith Talk. We're on Faith Talk every single weekend. Um, we are up on all major podcast platforms after we air. So be sure to tune in. And a very big heartfelt thank you to our amazing ministry sponsors at AnyPest. We'll be back after the break. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ladies Who Love Christ. We'll be back with more right after this. We're back. This is Ladies Who Love Christ. Here's Ashley Pope Todorova. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. We are so happy to have you joining us for today's episode. Today we are uh, interviewing Johnny Christ. I'm so excited. I got to meet him through some dear friends of mine. Uh, Johnny is a conservative Republican candidate for Georgia House District 108. So before the break, we were just talking about um, Johnny's history and his view on certain things. And uh, specifically, we were talking about um, his stance, his pro-life stance. And Johnny, you had uh, you had a really important role in pushing for that heartbeat bill. And I know that you are pro-life, which is such a beautiful thing. And I want to ask you specifically, if you if there's a woman out there that's carrying life and maybe she's in this place of not knowing what to do, there's so much uncertainty that can um, come with that, so many nerves. What would you recommend to her in, in the way of there are so many other choices um, that can be made? Yeah, life is full of choices, and the choices we make, every one of them has consequences. And uh, we are in such a, a politics always is downstream from culture. And so our culture is on a mission to make our country anti-God and anti-morals and anti uh, safe. The Bible, or the the or John Adams wrote that men were because, or excuse me, our Constitution says because men are not angels, we need people around us in uh, in carousing us to get us to go. So a, a young woman who is pregnant and has no choices, or has what seems like we have no choices, that's just a heartbreaker because not because in her, but because what she's hearing. And most of it comes as a pressure. Every song that we sing on the on the top 10 chart, all, I know there are no top 10s anymore, but everything that's out there is always pushing for a me-centered life that says it's about my comfort. It's about my choice. Or my, I, I'm owed stuff. And we are the most benevolent country in the entire world. The church is leading the charge when it comes to adoptions, foster care, and, and caring for and setting up all these incredible programs, sometimes what we want doesn't fit with the narrative of what we're offered. And we're thinking, I shouldn't, life shouldn't be this hard. And so I would think the scars of having an abortion, because a mother knows that in her womb is a baby, and it's convenient to have that baby extracted because it looks like, okay, my problem is over. I'm telling you, you're the problem is not over. It's just beginning for the heartbreak in the sense of, uh, you know, being a pastor for 30 years, they come to my office and say, 
help me work through what's going on in my life. I just can't do this anymore. And um, it's much easier to have a baby <laughs> than to yes. abort a living. Yes. And you're uh, so right about you are so right about that and the emotional repercussions of that. And ladies, uh, I, I've shared this earlier in my personal testimony, um, but I'm going to briefly share it. I didn't intend to today, um, but there are always choices. There are always choices, like Johnny said. And if you are carrying life and you're in that place and you're wondering, um, am I going to abort? Am I going to keep this child? Um, I want to encourage you with my story and I'm going to keep it real brief. But years ago, um, I was actually in foster care. Uh, I was aging out of foster care between, I was there between 16 and 18 years old, and I found out I was pregnant. I ended up finding a beautiful family um, to adopt my little girl. I flew to Scottsdale and I gave birth to this beautiful little eight pound, nine ounce, 22 and a half inch girl long. She's a big baby. And um, I was able to to entrust her to a beautiful family. And, and I want to encourage you that, yes, yes, there are always choices, Johnny. And I love your stance on that pro-life bill. So uh, ladies, if you would like to reach out personally, you can always do so through ladies who love Christ.com and I would be happy to communicate with you. Um, Johnny, let's talk about your stance moving on to another topic. Let's talk about your stance on certain issues such as human trafficking and education. And what do you intend um, if voters vote you in, which um, I'm praying for for you, uh, um, what do you intend to bring to um, your district in the way of these issues? I'd love to talk about this stuff. How long is this show going to go? A couple hours? Or do I just have <laughs> One day. One day with the right sponsors will go. Oh, oh dear. Uh, there's a, a real bill called uh, School Choice. I'm not for women's right to choose, but I am very into a parent's right to choose. And that is the money to educate our children that comes from our taxes. The money ought to follow the child. So let's say you're in a failing school district you're going to send your children to that district, that local elementary, middle school, high school, even if it's really on the de decline, uh -huh. you're going to send them there because of the zip code of your house. That's not right. It costs us in Gwinnett County approximately $7,000 per child per year to educate them. That money ought to come to the parents in form of a voucher that the parent could say, I have a special needs child. Our local high school or elementary or middle school doesn't do that. So we want to go to another school district. And so we have a, or you say, I want my child to have a Catholic education or a Christian education. And, you know, I've got eight children and we put them all in private Christian high school while at the same time I was paying taxes to my local school district for never one time in the years that we've had children around this house, have I ever used the public school system? We homeschooled and then went to private school. So um, we wanna help parents, we wanna help families get the education that they want. Now here in Gwinnett County, we have some of the finest school systems in the state. So it, it's not totally that needed in this particular district, but if you're in a very failing school system in, a, in, a, in rural Georgia or in a, in a inner city area and you want your child to have a great education and maybe your school is too uh, violent, maybe there are too many uh, uh, actively wrong players in that school system and we want you to have the ability to put that child wherever that you can get the best education. So that's school choice. Then we have a, a strong interest, I, I have a strong interest in the human trafficking world. I was employed by uh, Atlanta Dream Center that has the, it's the largest rescue center. And so yeah. I've worked 
girls come off the streets and it's a life changer when you see what happens because a woman's uh, spirit, soul, and body are all affected when we have mm -hmm. trafficking among us. And it's in Gwinnett County. It's in your little county from wherever yeah. you're living. It's not women coming from Southeast Asia over here. Uh, it's the girls that are listed on the milk carton that said missing child. They're trafficked. And so we have a huge deal that our country and our state's waking up to. Uh, Marty Kemp, the, the uh, governor's wife, is leading the brigade. I want to be on that committee that helps uh, just really put the time and the, the resources toward finding and, and stopping human trafficking. It's a major deal. But also, I love farmers. And, uh, and yeah. the whole state farming. And so we've got to eradicate this uh, a major attack on farming communities in South Georgia. So um, thank you so much for that. Thank you. I want to ask you, Johnny, as we uh, start to wrap up the show shortly. Uh, what are some words of wisdom that you can offer someone who perhaps is not in the habit of voting? I am just watching um, these generations uh, of young young people, that young adults that uh, don't really see the, um, I guess, the power in voting. Uh, what do you suggest to them? Why is it important? Why do they need to be voting? Um, what are some words of wisdom you can offer here? Mm -hmm. If I could take you into the world of the political of who here's what the Bible says very clearly, Ashley. It says when the righteous rule, the people what rejoice. Yep. I was watching that. Actually, I was watching American Heritage with David Barton um, last night with Alex and we were learning all about these. It's amazing. There's so much. Yeah. So when things go well, when we have good leaders, we don't have to be watching over their shoulders and, and we think there's corruption and crime and all that going on. It just makes right. us. And what's more important, it makes us apathetic. And we say, I don't want anything to do that. But uh, I in these local races, mayors, city councils, school boards, a lot of these races are one by one to 15 votes. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And so. Um, when we have right now, we have 7 million voters in the state of Georgia. 10% have already voted in the first two days. This is a massive voter turnout. This could be the largest voter turnout we've ever had in the state of Georgia because people are tired of the direction of all the craziness that's going on in our country. Yeah. So people are making their wishes known very well. Um, what I think we're, when we see the millennial or not the, the, the next generation not wanting to vote, I believe it's very clearly a result of the educational system that says this is an evil country. Don't get involved in it. Just let it go. And uh, we have people that are uh, spending too much time looking at themselves on Twitter and doing yeah the stuff and we're letting a nation. It, but I'll tell you, as you grow, as you have children, as you get married and as you have a bit, it becomes more important to you yes. on how things go at the uh, state, national and local level. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so I just want to thank you. Um, as we wrap up today, ladies, I want to thank you, Johnny, um, for being on. So My glad pleasure. to have you. Um, if you are in District 108, Johnny is a conservative Republican candidate for Georgia House District. He is um, standing for biblical values and principles and morals. Um, 
ladies, I do want to just let you know, uh, I am an avid, I love to read, I love to learn. Um, I have been watching a series that has been very educational for Alex and I. Um, it's the American Heritage series as well with David Barton. I did not uh, intend on plugging that, but I am going to plug it. It really takes you into why it's important to vote, why it's important to understand your um uh, laws, all of that, you name it. So we are so glad uh, to have you on. Johnny, we'll be praying for you, um, you. throughout this, this election period. And uh, ladies, if you uh, jumped in late, go back, find us on all major podcast platforms. I have to give a huge heartfelt thank you to our uh, sponsors at Any Pest. Any Pest has enabled so much in the life of this ministry. And ladies, I also did share a snippet of my testimony today. I am all for reaching out, praying for you personally. Um, you can reach me through ladieswholovechrist.com. Um, it goes directly to my email. Email and I will uh, reach out and, and make contact with you. So thanks again, Johnny. Um, and you ladies have a beautiful day. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ladies Who Love Christ. For more, go to ladieswholovechrist.com and join us on Facebook, Ladies Who Love Christ Ministries.